Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this football season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports, including MLB, boxing, golf, and my personal favorite, MMA. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, joined by my furry co-hosts Slade and Onyx, right by my side as they typically are. And we are here to talk to you guys about a mindset for the week. This particular mindset is one that is always very near and dear to my heart. And it's something I think about on a very frequent basis not only for the people that I teach, but also for myself, especially for myself. So a story I know I've told you guys before, um, but again, very relevant to what we're going to talk about today. So I wanted to bring it out to you. And heck, I think this is the first time I've told you on video. So now I've got that aspect of it as well. Years ago, my, my maternal grandmother, my mom's mom, was on the phone with my mom. And she was talking to my mom about all the different important people in my mom's life. She said to her, you know, Cal, you have your three kids. You have your husband. You have me and your brothers and all these people who are so important to you in your life. But as you count out all the people and as you make that list and you number them, the person who has to occupy that number one spot is you. You have to take care of yourself first. And that's really what I wanted to get into today, self-care. I saw a meme floating around the other day, and it was posted up by a a fitness guy that I I respect. And he posted something, and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but he posted something to the effect of, um, you know, self-care is not just manicures, massages, and drinking wine. Self-care is eating properly, is staying hydrated, is exercising. And I so much agree. And sometimes, especially as Americans, we tend to look at self-care from like that first chart and not really from that second chart. We think about the idea of you know pampering ourselves. 
with the massage, the manicure, whatever. But we don't think about the preventative maintenance that is the other self-care. And it's such an important idea, and it's so important that we think about things in that way, that we really look at self-care, A, as the right kind of stuff. So that's what I want to talk about first. Then I want to bridge into why it's so important. So let's talk about what self-care is, how to define it, and how, how to look at it, really. So when I think about self-care, my, my umbrella statement for self-care is everything that you need to do in order for you to be of sound mind and healthy body. And that is an extraordinarily broad umbrella. I understand that. But we have to make sure that we're taking into account that it is our responsibility to do those things, right? It is no one else's responsibility to keep us healthy. It is no one else's responsibility to keep us mentally sound. That is a job that falls 100% in our own purview. That's not something that you should need to be relying on, on anyone else. Don't get me wrong. If you're treating a medical condition and you have a medical condition and you have a doctor who's advising you on how to deal with that specific medical condition, that's a very small part of self-care. Sure, that's one part that's not in your hands, but it's a very small part. I'm talking about the big stuff. Like, for example, talk about my wife for a minute. I know one of the things that keeps her of sound mind is being able to read. And I don't mean like the physical ability. I mean, having the time, carving out a few minutes every day to read a couple of pages in her book. One of the greatest Christmas gifts I ever got her was a Barnes and Noble Nook. So I got it for her. And she has read probably, if you looked at her Nook library, I'd have to imagine it's close to a thousand books now, if not more. Because she'll get invested in a series and she'll really, that's, that's her piece. That's her mental piece. And I can respect that. The fact that carving out, even if it's just as we're drifting off to sleep and she's reading for five or 10 minutes, for her, that's like the book end of the day. That's what she needs to do to take all of the mental burden she deals with on a daily basis, put it down for a little while, and be able to think about something else. And many people do similar things for their own mental self-care. Whether And that's not all we're limited to in terms of mental self-care. Obviously, reading is one great option. For some people, it's meditation. For some people, it's talking to somebody. It's having a weekly appointment or a bi-weekly appointment with a therapist or psychologist or someone like that uh, who they can go and speak to. For some people, it's a church. For some people, it's having that heart-to-heart -heart with, their, with their spouse at the end of the night. I know like if we've had a really, really crazy day, and me and Mrs. Sensei don't get to ask the, the, the old, so how was work question. A lot of times our day just kind of feels incomplete. And we'll wake up the next morning and we kind of drag out the next morning to make sure we have the time to go through all those things. But there are many, many things that are part of mental self-care, right? For some people, it's taking a little time to just go sit in your backyard in a chair out in the sunshine or to go lay in the hammock that you have, whatever it is. Go and take in your dogs for a walk. Something that allows you to mentally check out. That's one very important thing is keeping yourself of sound mind. And taking a few minutes every day to do that is a very important thing. The other thing that we have to think of is sound body. Now, sound body falls into two categories, nutrition 
and exercise because both are important. They are two sides of the same coin. You really can't do one without the other. It's funny, just last night in my instructor class, I was talking about a student of mine who I had for a great many years, and I don't want to call him out by name, but he was a guy who always took the training aspect really seriously. He trained a lot. He trained as much as he possibly could, and he really liked to train, but he was it was funny. He was always the guy who, as much as he trained, was never really in shape. Like you never looked at him and like, wow, I want to have a body like that guy. And you ever saw how he was performing in class and thought to yourself, man, I want to have stamina like that guy. And the reason was he was only thinking about one half of that coin. He was only thinking about the exercise component. And when it came to nutrition, he did a terrible job of that. You know, his wife came in and, you know, he would get some nutrition pointers from me here and there. And then his wife would laugh. And she goes, oh, yeah, you didn't tell Sensei about the two pints of ice cream you've eaten already this week. Because he wanted to tell me a fairy tale and think, making me think that it was actually the truth. But nonetheless, obviously, focusing on eating healthy, whole, real foods is a really, really important part of self-care. Because when you eat better, you feel better. The stereotype, and it's something we've all heard a million times before, is Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, you eat a ton of food. And it's not only it's not that all the stuff at Thanksgiving is bad because the turkey, the vegetables, that kind of stuff isn't bad. But it's you know the cranberry sauce and all the mashed potatoes with all the butter and then all the desserts. And then for the next three days, you just feel awful. So many people have off the day after Thanksgiving because they're in a food coma still. And they're still thinking about the hangover from all that food, right? Or like if you guys have made this mistake that I think every human being has made, myself included, where you went too long without eating. And then when you finally got to the point where you were getting yourself food, you got it when you were hungry. So you were hungry. Therefore, you didn't make the greatest option choice. And then on top of that, you didn't make a good portion size uh, decision either. But you did both of those things wrong. So because you did both of those things wrong, you eat way too much of the wrong stuff. You finish it. You look down at the empty container. First off, as soon as the visual hits you, you hate yourself. Secondly, the way you feel afterwards, oh, you totally hate yourself. You're like, oh man, I feel terrible. Which is why it's so important that we pay attention to the fuel that we put in our body. And that doesn't mean that we have to be a saint, you know, 100% of the time. Listen, birthdays come, holidays come, you know, am I going to pretend that on my birthday, I don't have a piece of birthday cake? No, that's unrealistic. But it's not what you do on that 1% of the time that matters. It's what you do the 99% of the time that matters most. I, I, I heard this from a, a, a guy who's a famous, he's famous in Hollywood, he's a, he's a big trainer to the stars. Um, and he said, I could really care less about what you do between Christmas and New Year's. It's what you do between New Year's and Christmas that I care about. And I think that per perfectly exemplifies the idea here. Making sure that most of the time we're staying hydrated. That's a big part that people leave out drinking enough water and not just water, but also making sure we have the proper salt intake to make sure our body absorbs the water the way that it should. 
and again, the, the actual nutrition conversation is a bigger conversation that I want to get into today. And I'm sure I'll cover that as we get back to our 90 day challenge in January. I'll probably talk about that. Maybe I'll even I'll get some, uh, some people in who I can talk to about that in, at great length. But nonetheless, nutrition, we want to make sure we're taking the time to eat properly, that we're not just always going for the easiest or the fastest options. And then the final part of the sound body is the exercise component. Now, for many people, myself included, that is a lot of the mental self-care too. As I'm sure you guys are well aware, I'm participating in the 30-mile dog walk challenge uh, for Stop Soldier Suicide run by USAA. Um, I, I have till October 7th. I'm already up to 35 miles. Um, we run most of those miles, by the way. The vast majority, we run. Um, but nonetheless, when I get out and I run with the dogs, I don't run because I enjoy running. Honestly, I don't particularly care for running. It's something I don't really like to do. But um, I do it for a little bit of David Goggins' mindset, the whole uh, conquer that inner wuss, even though he doesn't use such a nice word. Uh, and I do it because when I'm running, I can clear my head. I know that because I'm so focused on this, this sucks, I hate this, this sucks, I hate this, this sucks, I hate this as I'm running. And I'm thinking about keeping a good pace with the pups and I'm you know, making sure you know, thinking about my route, my footsteps, watching the sidewalk and that kind of stuff, it allows me to put 100% effort mentally into what I'm doing physically. Is it challenging physically? So I have to completely think that? Not really. No, it's not that complicated. We're going to think about it that much. But it's a lot of conquering that inner was. For me, that's a valuable skill. For me, taking the time to be able to quiet that voice, it reminds me who's in control. And it reminds that little voice in my mind who's in control. When I'm when I'm doing that, and I, I find it's the same with every part of exercise. Like even earlier today, taking my martial arts class, it's the same kind of thing. I lose myself in it. Not only is it great for you physically, not only am I going to leave in better shape because of what we did on the mat, but more importantly, it, there's also for me the huge mental component. I check in mentally at the beginning of class, and I really don't think about the world outside of class until I check off the mat. And that's okay. That's a good thing. That's, for me, it accomplishes both things. For some people, that's how it works. And I would advise you to try that as well, especially if you're a person who lets that physical component of self-care go. I would definitely let exercise, start to bring it into, into your forefront. Whether it's doing something as simple as going on, on Prime Video or YouTube and doing a yoga class in your living room, just so you're doing something. Or if it's grabbing your dogs and going out for a good walk, or if it's joining a martial arts class, something that's going to have an allotted amount of time where you have to be focused on tasks. Right? If you know you have to go for X amount of miles with your dog, it's a lot easier. Right? It's easier to wrap your head around. When it's something you can stop whenever, it's a little more difficult, in my opinion, to get that mental benefit. So if you find you're not quite where you want to be in terms of mental self-care and you're letting the exercise component fall through, then in my opinion, and my advice to you would be take up some exercise. And you know, anything can be exercise. There's a famous Joe Rogan clip that goes around it goes around all the time on social media where a female comedian is talking about somebody else who wasn't taking care of him. And he like stops the person in their tracks and he's like, you gotta stop it with that garbage. You know, did the person get up and walk around ever? He goes, Yeah. Well, if they had time to do that and they had the physical ability to do that, they could get around more and they could exercise more and take care of themselves more, which is true. 
You know, if you're not an active person, taking the time to just do that, to just do that is going to do so much for you, both physiologically and also psychologically, I believe. So again, there are three components of self-care, sound mind and sound body. And sound body breaking down into two components, proper nutrition, as well as physical exercise. Both are very, very important. Again, I can break down physical exercise and nutrition much more. And I'm sure I, if I haven't yet in, in other episodes, I'm sure I will as we move forward. But nonetheless, I now want to talk about, I want to start moving into the idea of why self-care is so important. And I want to fix a problem that I think we have as a country and some, uh, as a culture. Um, we often think about ourselves, right? That the proverbial list that I, I talked about before with my maternal grandmother and, and our, our mom, you know, one thing I hear from parents all the time when I invite them to come and start training, they're like, oh, you know, but, but I have the kids, but I have the kids. And I look around the room at the rest of the adults in the class and it's like, yes, what are they? They have kids too. And that's not to say that being a parent doesn't have a ton of responsibilities. It sure does. But I want you to think back about your relationships with your parents. I had this conversation on Saturday with um, somebody I was meeting at a dinner that we were at. And I didn't know the gentleman very well, but we got into talking about careers. Turns out he lives in the neighborhood of my school. Um, I might be getting his, his grandson as a student, but nonetheless. Um, we were talking about, you know, the kind of things I do for work and so forth and how much I do between, you know, running my school and the podcast and flex fights and all the other stuff that I'm involved in. And I was talking to the gentleman and I was like, you know, I have a great relationship with my father and I've learned a great many things from him. But one thing my father and I have never done is we've never sat down and had a conversation about you have to work hard. You, your plate has to be full. You have to do what you have to do. You have to, do, you have to keep your plate full and spin as many plates as you can for, because it's, that's what you do. I never had a conversation with him, but I just watch what my father does. And it's funny, my father uh, feels like he's taken a step down recently because he was the full-time CFO for an organization called Long Island Cares. He was teaching part-time at a local college. Um, he was doing side work in accounting. And he was pursuing his doctorate all at the same time. Now he's taken, he's gone into partial retirement because he, he retired from the CFO job. And now he's teaching full time at the college. So he's teaching five college classes while also still pursuing his doctorate and doing the accounting side work. So he's taking a step down. Again, you see what I mean? I never, I, I didn't do what my father told me. I did what my father showed me. And I continue to do what my father shows me. And I think as a parent, there is no greater thing that you can do than take care of yourself. Think about it. What parent, what responsible parent doesn't have a will and testament, doesn't have instructions as to what happens to their kids if the God forbid happens to them. Hopefully they have a life insurance policy too. Why do they have all of these things? They have all of these things in case God forbid something happens to them and their kids. And something happens to them and someone needs to take care of the kids, I should say. Of course, because that's what a responsible person does. But why should you wait to show your kids how well you took care of them and that you need to take care of yourself until you're gone? That's depressing. That's really depressing, right? Instead, 
I think the most important thing that a parent can do is lead by example. Think about it. The parent, or rather the child, of a parent who smokes generally grows up to smoke quite often, right? Or they go polar opposite, right? That you either learn from what their they learn from what their parents did, not what they said, right? Their parents uh, smoked, so even though the parents like oh don't smoke, they smoke too. Similarly, parent drinks a lot. Their kid tends to drink a lot, right? Because we do what we're shown, not near. We do that way more than what we're told. So, what what lesson? is more important to teach your children and how important it is to take care of yourself. Because I don't like every parent I've ever spoken to has always said to me the phrase, I want my kids to do better in life than me. Well, if, if that were me, I'm not just thinking financially. I'm thinking I want my kid to be healthier than me. I'm thinking I, kid, I want my kid to be in better shape than me. I want my kid to have a higher quality of health and life for even longer than I had a higher quality of health and life. And that's a very important mindset that it's something like while Kai was staying with me over to summer, my nephew, like I exercised all the time and he needed to see that. And it was very important to me that he see that, that he saw that I should, saw, that I should say. It was very important to me that it was forefront in his sight because when he saw me taking care of myself, it reflected to him what's important, why I wanted him to take care of himself. And it made it easier then for me to teach him responsible lessons about nutrition, about finan financial stability, and these type of things. Because as I was doing them for myself, it was much easier for me to preach to him to do those things. Not that I would preach, but you know what I mean. It would be much easier for me to say, this is what a person does. Well, 100%, th this is what everybody needs to, needs to do. If you want others to do, you have to do first. So I look at self-care as among the most selfless things you can do. And I think about it like this. I, I, I hearken back to a, a David Goggins clip from a Joe Rogan podcast. And I'm talking about Joe Rogan a lot today, but nonetheless. So he's talking about how he procrastinates like crazy. You know, J, uh, David, Goggins, Doggin, David Goggins, I've talked about a great many times. I'm sure you guys by now know who he is. Ultra marathon or Navy SEAL, blah, 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 blah. Super mentally strong guy. But nonetheless, he talks about, I procrastinate all the time. There are days where I'm sitting there and I'm staring at my running shoes and you know it's 30, 40 minutes of me staring at these running shoes. But at the end of the day, I'm thinking to myself, Goggins, the work got to get done because there are people that look up to you. And I look at it the same because self-care is not just about you. You owe all the people in your circle the best version of yourself. I know there are days where I'm not the best version of me until I exercise, until I go down and I hit the bag for a little while or I go for a run with the pups or I go into my martial arts classes and train. Until I do that, I'm not the best version of me. And the people in my circle, they deserve the best version of me. I know I feel so much. I teach better. I'm a better husband. I'm a better housemate for my wife. I'm a better, I'm a better everything when I've taken care of me. I mean, think about this in the, in the smallest term. If you get the flu and your quality, you have to diminish what you do around the house and the way you go about work and so forth, that's, that's telling, right? It tells you that if you're not at your best, all these other things fall apart. Well, if you just took a little time every day for self-care, if you made self-care a priority, 
is it isn't it going to guarantee the best you? Because think about all the people in your circle. Think personally. Think about your family, your spouse, your kids, your parents, your siblings. Don't they deserve the best version of you? Think in a professional setting. Think about your coworkers. Think about your customers. Think about your clients and your bosses. Don't they deserve the best version of you? Think about your friends. All the people that you hang out with, go out to dinner with, see, see on a regular basis. Don't they deserve the best version of you? So when you take care of yourself, yes, you're taking care of you, but you're doing it because you know when you're of sound mind and you know when you're of a healthy body, you can do every, every role that you play, every hat that you put on, you'll wear it better simply because you're taking the time to take care of you. So if I leave you with no other thought today, realize that self-care is your responsibility. And it's your responsibility, not just to yourself, it's your responsibility to the world to set a positive example for all those who you know and don't know are watching you. Realize also how important that self-care is for your well-being. But most importantly, realize that by taking care of you, you can better take care of everybody else. Put yourself first. It sounds selfish, but it's the most selfless thing you can do. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at sensei underscore leonelli. You can find me on Facebook. I'm sensei james leonelli. You can visit my link tree right here, uh, linktr.ee slash sensei leonelli. There you can find everywhere that I am connected, everywhere I am on the internet, not only all of my Tiger Shulman stuff, but the Flex Fight stuff as well, and the link to my fundraiser. Once again, apparently Facebook changed the permissions or something. So once again, I found out it wasn't working. I'll update it by the time this comes out so that way you guys could donate to Stop Soldier Suicide if you would like to. Moving on, if you want to find out more about my school, it's at tsksmithtown.com. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. Twitter and Instagram, we're at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. You can find more uh, more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at TSK.com. Here's both of those websites for you here. As always, you can find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. Make sure you guys subscribe, get your new episodes every Wednesday. Make sure you guys leave your rate and review. It just helps. It boosts us up the rankings and helps, makes it easier for the videos to get recommended to other people. So please do that. Speaking of recommending to other people, that's the greatest compliment that you guys can give me. If you guys share the podcast, every time that you do that, it's just, like I said, it's the greatest compliment that you, you can give me. And it just helps because I don't know about you guys. I like to help more people than less. So until next time, my friends, invest in yourselves. I will see you guys on the map.